1: Good day, Buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for How You Can Eat, a weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. Or should I say K-rock? My name is Chuck Jose, and each week we take a brand new release and let you know what we think about it. But before we get to that, I gotta quickly introduce you to the other co-leaders of the group. You you, you, you went from, like, like k- Korean idol swag to, like... Streetwear to like comfy but now you're in like the the preppy polo phase right now and you're literally wearing a polo yeah shirt I, and 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 it's like one of the hottest days of the winter i've ever
2: felt it is so warm uh,
1: yeah it's just even for reference the highest today was 80 here in san mateo <laughs> On, on a, uh did we pass groundhog's day yet i don't yeah. know if we yeah yeah, and I feel like the I, I feel like Puxatani Phil saw his uh, shadow for sure. So, anyway, you're looking good thank as you. always, like really refreshed. Thank you. Uh, or I, I don't know, it's it's
2: just so clean. Thanks. No. Yeah. I feel exhausted, but thank
1: you. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Aren't we all? Yes. <laughs> Aren't we all? And rounding out the big three is of course the one that hails from n y c It's Steven. how are you doing, man?
3: I'm good uh the highs here was it was like fifty five so pretty warm Ooh, yeah. Warm. <laughs> yeah.
1: after that winter you, yes. I, I think last last week you had a winter storm or something like that right? yeah,
3: um, yeah, it came down and we got a we got like maybe six to eight inches of snow up that was last weekend or the weekend before. Uh, last but yeah uh, it's gonna keep warming up I think um, yeah but it might snow on Sunday again but we'll be nice. fine yeah
1: okay Steven we have to talk about how you are the undisputed king of like punny ironic hilarious t-shirts because it looks like you're wearing an SM <laughs> t-shirt in the style of New Balance is that that's right? true yeah <laughs> um.
3: <laughs> i <laughs> I got this shirt in Australia uh when I went in like twenty seventeen. And yeah, it's it's at a store called Shure Melbourne or Melbourne. Okay. And yeah. They they have a bunch of like kind of like parody yeah, shirts. Yeah. Um but it just says SM and then um the name of the store also. But it was also my initials, so I had to get it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh-huh. so Kwang is in Australia. So Kwang is in Australia,
1: that's right. <laughs> who would have thought that's where uh felix is from probably no wait he's he's jyp right yeah well, never mind yeah, yeah. yeah
2: the australian <laughs> one, the idols i could think of are not an SN. yeah
1: yeah Uh-oh. i can't think of any but again an amazing shirt um, <laughs> Thanks. did you burn your terrace house costco t-shirt
3: oh no i still have it i wear it at home when it's cold. <laughs> Oh, reason, it's a sweatshirt, I, right? Yeah, 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 it's a sweatshirt. Yeah. Actually, it's on my bed because I wore it recently.
2: <laughs> and, uh, oh, this, speaking of Terrace house, congratulations to ten years for lattes. The oh yeah, the, that's the right. The coffee shop that Missy works.
3: <laughs> you know, I was also just thinking while I was watching snowboarding at the Olympics. Like, uh, <laughs> this was there were a bunch of Japanese uh, writers and I was like, this is. The work of that one guy. <laughs> um, that one season. <laughs> <laughs> this is all that thanks to him.
2: Guy. Yeah. Tom, I, forgot I forgot his, his name. name. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's why I said that one guy.
1: Um, <laughs> I wonder I wonder if… What's her name? is playing hockey
3: for the
2: international National <clears throat> Japan team. I don't know about that. I yeah. don't think so. She
3: Man. had a trial with a team in Connecticut or, or like oh. somewhere around here and… Because I saw that she went to New York and then she was playing for some team here. But she didn't make that team. Oh. Oh. That's too
1: bad. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
2: All right. Well. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I want to make this quick first since before we get started, though. I do want to shout out because today is a perfect day. We are recording this on February 10th, the greatest day of all time. So a quick shout out. uh, Happy Solgi Day. Happy mm. Kim Lip Day. Mm. Happy Hoodie Day. And mm. happy Wonder Girls Debut Day, which was 15 years ago. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, today is a great day indeed. Also, today is also a birthday for Nyon from uh, A-Pink and Soo Young, former Girls' Generation. There's also a lot of birthdays around now too. So Yeah,
3: I'll just <laughs> shout out... Uh, when this comes out, uh Rosé's birthday. So yes.
2: Also also Dino's from 17. Yeah, it's a lot. And, I remember and I, Dosey yeah. from, yeah, from Purple Kiss.
1: We got to make it a thing where we just announce everyone's birthdays. Yeah. Also yesterday's was Chungha's.
2: Man. Wow. Um, Nosey's is… Uh, <laughs> the dancer as is in on the 12th. Um, oh, Johnny, Johnny Suzz was also on the 9th. Wow. And oh, then, yeah. uh Jaehyun from NCT on the 14th. What? And then Vix's Ravi uh, on the 15th. So
1: <laughs> that's just some right. of I, I th- many. I, I think we just birthed a new uh segment for oh, <laughs> just, <laughs> <yeah>. happy birthdays. <laughs> Shout out
3: to Aquarius. Time for
1: Alamark's HBDs. <laughs> All right. Well, happy birthday, happy anniversaries and um Happy debuts? No. Wh- whatever. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy everything. Yes. Happy annual celebrations for all the idols and groups out there. Okay. All right. Um, I alluded it to the at the beginning of the the very, very beginning of this pod, but um I'm very excited to talk about our release for this week. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we have to we have to give some shout outs also to the other releases that came out this week and uh, show them some love in a segment that we like to call Steven's specials of the
3: week. Steven, what do you got for us? Okay, yes, thank you. Uh, so this month it is kind of ramping up in terms of releases. I feel like I've said the past couple of weeks, that the, sometimes it was hard to find. Like things I was super interested in, or that seemed really exciting. But yeah, February is getting pretty exciting. Uh, but yeah, let's start on Monday of this week. Uh, we have actually a couple of debuts and then some full length albums this week as well. But yes, on Monday we have the debut of a singer named Choe Hart. She is a, a soloist from 8D Entertainment, which is the home to only one of and. Hiehwan, uh, formerly of Eyes One, but she uh, released her debut single called Elastic Love. And it was written by Sino and composed by Switch and Dode. And just from the title, uh, if you think you might know what type of sound and like visual aesthetic going, it's going for, you would be 100% correct. And I highly recommend watching both versions of the music video, one is just like it's regular video, but then they have a reference video, which has all of the scenes that the, the actual MV references. So it, mm-hmm. it's like a bunch of like sh- remakes of or sh- like shot for shot, like remakes of, I guess some scenes from some anime. So it it's like really cool to see, uh, but I don't know what, what the originals were. But yeah, go check that out. Um, same day, another debut. It is uh, one pill of day six. Um, this is his solo debut and he released a full length album called pillmography with the title track voiceless. Um, so yeah, it's, it's actually mostly kind of ballads and softer sounds. And he wrote and composed on every song on the album. Um, yeah, And you'll also find um, Young K had some credits as co-writer and then I also spotted uh, Ming Jishun on here as well. So yeah, just uh, kind of cool to see a full album as your debut or solo debut. Uh, moving on to Tuesday, another full-length album from uh, Ravi of Vix who <laughs> we had just mentioned. Um, it's it's called Love and Fight with the title track, Winner, and that's featuring Ash Island. This is his second full-length album, and it's released under his label, Groovelin. Uh, it features some of his label mates, uh, Cold Bay, Nafla, uh, Shido, and it also features Paul Blanco and Soyon of Idol on the already released song, Ani. Uh, Paul Blanco
1: of uh... <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I <laughs> didn't uh, separate them. <laughs> <laughs> it's replaced. I uh, use the announcement. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nope. Uh, okay. Uh, where are we going? Uh, on Wednesday, another debut, very, very exciting one, is the new girl group, uh, BBs, or maybe it's closer, more accurately pronounced BBG um, with their mini-album Beam of Prism and the title track Bop Bop. Um, So yeah, they're the three-member girl group from BPM Entertainment, and they are the three former members of GFriend, Eunha, Shinbi, and Omji, and they will continue to use uh, those stage names. Um, But the, the group name is short for Vivid Days, but it is also the second syllable of their names. Um, so for Shinbi and Umji, it uses B and G, but for Una, it uses her birth name, Unbi, so BBG. Um, on the mini album, there are seven tracks. Umji wrote lyrics for one song. And then uh, a lot of people um, that we are kind of familiar with, like uh, Andreas Oberg, Anna Timgren, Moonshine, Ellenberg, Papermaker, Yeppe London. Uh, Celine Svanbach, East West, and Yoske, And I think, I think Ryan Jones on this somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, good, good luck to, to BBG. Uh, and lastly on Thursday, another full length album, uh, this time from Big Mama and the album is called Born and the title track, Like Nothing Happened. Um, so I'm, I think I had mentioned them last year when they released their single "One Day More," um, but yeah, they actually had disbanded in 2012 and reunited last year. Uh, and I think that their single last year, plus some of their appearances on like uh, the Dingo YouTube channel for their "Killing Voice," and then there was like another video where they were singing, uh, but in the back, and but like kids were listening to the song. And they were told it was like a CD, but it was just like them singing but sounding like like recorded vocals. Um, but yeah, on, on this one, there are 11 tracks, including their single from last year, One Day More," plus each member gets a solo song. So I think um, yeah, we're probably just gonna see Big Mama uh, continuing to to make music, and it's kind of nice to see them back because they they're just like the best local combination. Um, Yeah. And those are my specials of the week.
1: Fantastic. And delightful. I'm going to keep using delight as much as I can. (laughs) At least I'm not saying delicious like I normally do. All right. I feel like I'm really, really, really going to need this rundown. Um, We are... Kind of, I wouldn't say it's a reach. Uh, we are definitely uh, ch- uh, traveling on some uncharted territory, at least on HCEs. Um, the most similar group I can think of to relate might be Dreamcatcher, but that's like a whole different beast on its own. So we don't really normally get to cover this genre, um, let alone this, uh, uh, let alone... Bands, Um, but I'm going to give it to Alan Mark to help me and maybe you guys as well um, in the rundown for the week.
2: Yes. So, uh, yeah, Chuck alluded to most of it already. So this is the second ever band that we've ever covered on this podcast after day six uh, in 2021. Uh, This time we're covering... Rolling Quartz. So I'm really excited about this. Uh, So let's get into it. So Rolling Quartz is a five-piece band managed by Rolling Star Entertainment. They initially formed back in 2018 when two different bands, Rolling Girls and Rose Quartz, met and decided to merge into one group. Uh, They initially started performing in underground clubs around Seoul, uh, then pivoting to online content during the pandemic when they couldn't do those live shows. Uh, firstly in June 2020 they were featured on a song called uh, titled Random by the producing duo uh, 015B I don't know how exactly that's supposed to be I don't know if you say 0 or not 015B oh. um, but then they would officially debut on December 30th 2020 with the single Blaze which was produced by Zany Bros and with all members participating in the writing of it as well Then in 2021, they would actually make their first music show appearance on M Countdown in February. So they would also promote uh, their single as well uh, in that way. So that's really cool. Um, Yeah. And then they just kept releasing online content throughout the past year. um, Doing uh, just like live performance videos. uh, Collaborating with Alexa for a, a band version of one of her songs as well. But then... Uh, finally, on February 8th, 2020, so just recently, Rolling Quartz would release their first EP titled Fighting, uh, featuring a mix of original songs, uh, where the demo versions were previously released in performance videos in the past year plus, as well as cover songs, including a cover of Dreamcatcher's Good Night, uh, and that has its own music video as well. Um, since not a lot of the group bio. I'm just going to do a quick introduction for the members so you can get to know names to faces and instruments because I think that's fun and they're cool. So, uh, firstly, Autumn, um, <clears throat> uh She's the bassist, former Rolling Girls member. Uh, you can mostly see her with, like, black hair with, like, some colored tips. Uh, for a while, it was green. Now it's sort of just, like, just the bleached white and stuff like that. Um, Iri, I think it's pronounced Irie. Um, she's the lead guitarist, for, also former Rolling Girls. She's mostly seen with really bright red hair and she's smiling all the time. That's like her thing. Uh, Young Eun, uh, the drummer, former Rose Quartz. Uh, she's mostly seen with like purple or pinkish hair, lavender hair. Um, ja Young, the vocalist, also former Rose Quartz, mostly seen blonde. I don't think I've seen her not blonde, <laughs> at least in a long time. And then lastly, Hyun Jung, the rhythm guitarist, uh, also former Rose Quartz, mostly seen with like blue hair. Um, she's put Pokemon bracelets on the head of her guitar. Uh, she goes to play guitar, violin, ocarina, piano, harmonica, Salmulnori, and the Gaia And And uh, she's my bias. So that's, that's why there's so much more information on there. <laughs> there you go. Oh... Hyunjung,
3: I think she was also like early running for for my
2: bias. Um I yeah, I like her playing a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's for me, I was like between like the two guitarists. And then I think I ultimately landed on Hyunjung.
1: Yeah. I haven't picked a bias yet, so I'm gonna do that right now. Um hmm.
3: It's <laughs> tough.
2: It's tough. It'll, yeah, But maybe by the end of the episode, you'll it'll be there. You'll get some clarity.
3: Hmm.
1: <laughs> maybe the maybe um what like, is it a? Uh, can you help me pronounce uh, it again? Uh, autumn. Yeah, autumn. Yeah, I might be autumn. She looks dope, dude. The coolest she looks person. <laughs> she's the coolest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like the coolest one, dude. <laughs> Yeah, just just at first glance, uh, she's the Filipino one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, well, so uh, we were. I was talking with the guys about this before we started recording. Uh, I don't know how to talk about this album because it's just one genre. Like usually when we cover these releases, it's you know your normal K-pop. Uh, flair where each song is like a different genre, different producer, different songwriter, you know, so like that. But this, this feels, this feels like legitimately a band. Like, I because even like what day six wasn't that was that all day six or was there help from other? I mean, they got stuff. They got like there was like
2: a producer that co-produced everything, but all the songs were written by the band.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that
2: this this
1: I I. I because I, I feel like with Dreamcatcher, um, it's the same, right? Where not all songs are, or is are all songs by Dreamcatcher written by them? Uh, no,
2: <laughs> no, yeah. Only yeah. more recently they started doing more like member songwriting. But even then, I don't think there's been an album where every track had uh, songwriting yeah. credits for them. Yeah, but yeah. So the-
3: for, yeah, for for oh. Dreamcatcher though, a lot of the same people write like. Multiple yeah, songs, true. yeah, like Lee's and Olin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. O-line? yeah, yeah the, okay. those two are on like all, all, like a
1: lot of their songs. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Um. So yeah, uh, what I was trying to get at was this. This felt. This felt like a different kind of K-pop. I don't I, I don't even know if I would consider it K-pop. In my In my mind, it's just a, a really great album by a Korean band, and it's just, it's, it's 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 definitely warranted for us to talk about it but it's just it was so refreshing just to not hear the same like producers over and over again like just feel Mm. i feel like this is just good earnest like like rock and roll metal music and i'm very excited to talk about um everything i guess in this in this album um before we do that, do you is there anything you guys want to say about your history with Rolling Quartz? Um, or you just wanna get right into it.
2: It's not much. I don't there's not a lot because there's not a lot that they've done so far. So yeah. I I'm, I'm honestly excited that we're talking about them. There's probably the I don't know how to like I don't I don't want to say smallest, but definitely the least known group that we've covered. Like mm-hmm. they don't have the least amount of like Spotify lists and stuff like that. Um so yeah, I'm excited that we also get to spotlight them in our uh, modest little podcast that we have.
3: Yeah. I did like see a bit of one of their online concerts. Like I tuned in for a little bit, but it was like I nice. don't you know, it must have been like three AM here. <laughs> so, so I didn't <laughs> see much of it. But it was it was cool because they were doing a sh- it was like a concert with other bands, but they mm-hmm. weren't all in Korea. So like I think one was in Japan, and then it was it was like a show where they would just stream one band set and then they would move to the next set, but it was all live still, and, and that was pretty cool um and yeah they were just they were great, like from what I saw, and like mm. they they sound really good live like yeah we i mean we can get into it, but yeah, <laughs> they sound great all right,
1: uh speaking of getting into it um I only got into because I think we've mentioned Rolling Quartz before in the past. I don't know how, like, somebody mentioned it. Maybe one of you guys in the like maybe last year or when we first started. Maybe when we were talking about Dreamcatcher or something like that. I just I I don't know how it happened, but Rolling Quartz didn't seem like a new because I feel like I've seen. I don't know why I saw a video, but. Um I'm pretty much in the dark and um I I had I came into it not re- even realizing that Rolling Quartz was the group that I had seen. I was just like when I started listening, I saw the cover and I was like, "Wait." And then I played the first track and I was like, "Oh, cool. <laughs> I, I'm excited for this album." Um uh, but yeah, let's uh let's get into it. Starting with track number 1 entitled Delight, or de, what? How else did they say in the
3: like, song? De, it's like D- delight, de- yeah.
1: Delight, delight. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, right off the bat, this screams like I produced this in my spare room. Um. It's it's not. It's it's very raw. It's it's got a raw sound to it, like even even the balancing, I feel like, for the instruments, it's just straight up, okay, bass goes on the right ear, drums goes on the left, and it reminded me of, um, I think this is something that you, you too can also relate with, uh, it just reminded me of just my time between the year 2000 and 2010, when I was really, really much more into rock than I was into like hip-hop and uh, everything else, and right off the bat, I just got this sense that I was just listening to live music. Like, listening to one of my favorite um, indie bands growing up, uh, One Last Moment. And... (laughs) um, (laughs) And really, really just, just getting, just, like I said, just the raw, like, just raw talent. Just, it didn't have to be, like, perfect. It didn't have to be, like recorded well, it just sounded, <laughs> like straight. <laughs> it just sounded like straight, like I don't know, just like a group of people playing in the in like a garage and just really like jamming out. And um, I there was just a part I, I I don't even know I can't even like specifically point out parts in the song because instrumentally wise, this band is so good at. Um what they do, and they 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 they're not just phoning it in like they legit know how to play these instruments um and i can't think of another i can't relate um um remind me again on the lead singer's uh name ja i i can't pin pinpoint like who she reminds me of like like tonally and everything like that, but I thought she had a good um she had a great, like just my, this is my first real like impression of rolling quartz. Like I thought she had a, a, a really great voice to accompany the, the other, like the, 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 tones of the other instruments. And with this song, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I loved, I loved how just, um, yeah. What would you call, would you consider this rock and roll or rock or metal or some sort of Form of metal I don't know I, I I couldn't pinpoint it um but it just it had so much energy uh that i always I, I, I didn't care how how like unproduced it sounded even though it probably is a studio recording um it was probably them all in one studio with like you know a hodgepodge of mics all around just recording this um but yeah i like good 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 first start for me. Um, Stephen, what, what? I mean, I, I always go to you because you're your guitar guy, and we, we're we're about to talk about an album full of it. Uh, what, what what are your? Do Do you like this kind of rock? I, I don't. You know, what? I never really asked you because I know this is like Alan Mark's wheelhouse. Like, this is <laughs> this is like he. He will show the she, he will show you his bangs, his like long, oh, long no. like longish hair. <laughs> um, if we uh, oh, no. if we get to that, uh, um, if we ever have a live show, we'll uh, we'll show mm-hmm. old pictures. So no, we'll you see. will not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they activated that Facebook. <laughs> Ooh.
1: Uh, so, Stephen, what 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 are your thoughts on this song?
3: Um. Well, okay, Like, I guess I I haven't listened to. This like kind of music in a while. In in high school, I was listening to more as I was trying to learn certain styles of guitar. And like this this kind of music always came up like of what, here's some songs you should try to learn to learn how to like do these solos or play this kind of music. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I think what I like though is that I'm able to just, still comment on a lot of the same things I do anyway. Like, I like st- certain instruments here, but it'll just be kind of the same sets of instruments for each song. Um, and I'm glad, Chuck, that you had talked about the way it like, just the quality of the audio. And because there's something that I felt was kind of weird, like about the guitar tone. I, I don't know. I fit, At times it felt a little like, I wish it was a little clearer. Um, mm-hmm. But as, as I was listening to it, like, and then I looked at the credits, I I saw that the mastering engineer was someone named Frank Arkwright, who works at a, a little place called Abbey Road Studios. So uh-huh. <laughs> I was
1: like, <laughs>
3: wait, wait, wait. maybe my ears wait, are wait. wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wait,
1: am <laughs> I using the wrong headphones or
3: something? I feel like it might be my headphones because on unlike on even my laptop speakers, I preferred the way the guitar sounded to these headphones, which is what Mm. I always listen to things with. Um, So, like, I think it was really even just on these first two songs, I was like, something about the guitar tone, I I wish something was different about it, like, it doesn't come through as much as I would want. And it doesn't even sound like, I I wish they were more distinct from each other, on, even though they are kind of in the different years, um, that, that, that like is nothing to say about the like the level of playing. It's just something weird about the tone. Are um, you
1: talking about the lead guitar?
3: Um, I, I was. I'm thinking the... both. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like that aside, I I I, I, I do like the song, and I have to echo what you're saying about Jia Like she just has such a strong and like. Just a powerful voice. Everything sounds so easy for her. Like, and uh, that even with just listening to this song the first time, I said, I, I feel like I'm going to just say that for every single song. Like, she just sounds so great. And there was a demo, like, video that they have for this. And they just, she just sounds uh, just as good, like, recorded and live. Um, it's pretty, yeah, she's so good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. <coughs> Alan Mark. All right. Um, Wait, Steven, did you listen to a lot of J-Rock
3: growing up? Um, I... I not really. Uh, mostly like The Pillows, if anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Okay. All right. Asian well, Kung Fu. Oh generation.
3: I did listen um, okay. to a
2: lot of J-Rock back in the okay, day.
3: Okay, so your, your
1: opinion, Alan Mark, is what I <laughs> want to know. I'll probably... I thought about you this entire the entire time listening to this album. I just thought if if only like 17, 16, 17, 18-year-old Alan Mark <laughs> could be here right now enjoying this music with us. Oh man. But but you you are you're grown, you're a matured, you're twice that, that age. <laughs> you're definitely twice that age about to be for sure. Um, uh, what are your did you, did you feel like you were a kid again? Like, What, um, yeah. what, what did you think there's when you were listening to a this? a lot of thoughts.
2: I think I'll probably reference more J-Rock later on in the album. Uh, there's one specific yeah, thing in, for this song, though. So it's story time. Story time for me. Oh, yes. Okay. i right. So, back. Um, there's, uh, like, I think this song in particular is probably the strongest one. But overall with this album, uh, I was going to save this for a last, but I'm going to talk about it now. Uh, there is something about like the sound that did bring me back a little bit. So um, I grew up in San Jose, California, and the South Bay area was sort of like this weird hub of like emo pop punk bands back in the two thousands, uh, and maybe even to this day too. Like there are like bands like Fifty Six Oh Six back in that day. Um, the one of the later guitarists for Taking Back Sunday came from San Jose, so it was like. This hub of pop punk that just came out. Uh, and emo. one last moment. I, I, I knew <laughs> you were going to bring it up. I'm not going to address it. <laughs> um, but yeah, but maybe that's because like it's south. So the South Bay is like such a suburban area. I feel like it just that becomes the hub for that kind of music. Um, this song specifically though takes me back, and it reminds me of this one, like particular small like local band that I saw a few times in San Jose. They were called Stereochromatic. This is a super deep cut that I'm sure no one <laughs> will know. Um, but, I, I I love that name. Just Stereochromatic, just, right? That's a, a cool yeah. name. But yeah, it's like they had like this metal-influenced emo kind of sound to it with really cool, like, really great guitar, really great bass. Uh, the instrumentation was really good. I really enjoyed them. They were they were cool, too. I met them a few times do, uh, doing shows together. And um, yeah, like this song especially with like the the plug was it like the plug stuff in the beginning took a bit like reminded me of one of their songs like i think it was like dark skies or black skies from way back then like 2006 2007 um, and yeah it's just i don't know why it's like that mixed with like other contemporary stuff of that time like megan dia i think that's like if you put all that together this is what this song gave me and yeah, I think that's part of why I really like this uh, band, and particularly "Delight," because I think it. Uh, I like the instrumentation as a whole, how each of the instruments speak together. I think this one, uh, Autumn's bass, particularly, like sticks out to me, um, because like where, especially where the guitar goes in, like the higher ranges, um, it, like the balance of that low and the high, I think they did a really good job there. Um, and but yeah, I don't know. I think just it's that energy mostly that really drew me to this song. It's like that um high packed energy, uh, after like these like lully, like almost lullaby type of verses. Um, that it's like, man, I really wish I was like at these local shows in like San Jose Skate again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know. That so that that brought me a lot of joy. Uh, this song, particularly though. I love the breakdown that occurs um, like uh, before the... I think it's before the bridge. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like the guitar... Like the the rhythm of the guitar. I think the drums is just doing like bass and tom stuff for a bit. Um, but then now you could really hear like that bass start punching in the background with the guitar sort of like dancing with each other. Yeah, I... I know this song's really cool. I this is, this one has my favorite breakdown in the album. And it's I think it's a really solid solid way to start off this EP.
3: Yeah. 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 yeah oh, sorry. Oh,
1: no, no,
2: no, no, you go. You Yeah,
3: go. <laughs> I I also wanted to talk about that breakdown because like we we've never had like a breakdown like on this song like people often I guess so, yeah. I think yeah. sometimes I'll watch reaction videos to certain things and then when there's like an instrumental break or a bridge people sometimes will use the word a breakdown and then i it works but then i resist using it because i associate it with like a specific genre like uh-huh. a, a specific form <laughs> of uh and like section of a song which is what what they gave us here and like uh-huh. What I really liked about this one was that it it didn't like fill up every second with sound, but it was still kind of heavy, and the, the guitars were just chugging along, and I it, it was it was familiar to me as like knowing what a breakdown or like what bands do in their breakdowns. So I, I really liked it. I I thought I thought it could even have gone like heavier and more like sludgy with the broken down yeah (laughs) but yeah either way it's like a really cool thing because even in this genre you don't this i i I associate breakdowns with like also kind of like 2000s like Mm -hmm. metal and and less so like the hard rock of the like 80s or 90s um, which yeah. I think a lot of this of, of Rolling Quartz is kind of closer to um, or or at least has like clear clear influences but um, yeah I, I just love that there was more of a breakdown as Actual I know break- yeah. yeah
2: yeah like a breakdown is where you start headbanging in halftime that's how you yeah, know it's yeah. a breakdown <laughs> and then the, just power chords and then halftime headbangs <laughs> Speaking of headbangs,
1: I there are a lot of tracks in this album that I was banging my head to. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I I, I think we'll I'll I'll echo this a little bit more, um, as we go on, um, go on, but <laughs> that that uh, I, I gotta channel. write that down. That's is this that's a song? The perfect, they say uh,
3: one. They say one and only in this song. right? <laughs> is that <laughs> yes. another song?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway. I gotta put, <laughs> um but yeah, I I am listening to the breakdown now and to really hammer on the point that I think we're all making it just it there's a I don't I feel like nowadays you don't really get to experience I, I don't know if it was just like a momentary thing in time for us just all these like local emo Punk bands, because that—that's—I mean, I didn't live in the uh, South Bay, San Jose area, but definitely had my own small scene where I was living in Marin. Um, everyone was into screamo, though. Mm. That's what everyone would, yeah. Less, less on the emo and punk. But anyway, uh, just hearing that breakdown just now, it felt like I was watching it live. It—it felt like they just performed it live. And that's why it doesn't sound perfect. Um and that maybe maybe some notes were missed or something like that, but you could just feel how the energy of uh performing it live and I was just imagining, you know, um them coming like maybe their backs are turned to us and then as they as the breakdown keeps building up, that's when they turn around and I don't know. It just uh yeah I really like I really enjoyed your story, Alan Mark. Thank you. I know a lot of people <laughs> can probably relate to that including me, so yeah,
2: I think um, part of that imperfectness is what I like about it too because it does bring you back to mm-hmm. those times where you're just like either hearing like a local band live and like it's not it's not necessarily about how like perfect it'll sound, but the energy behind it, which is really cool, either that or just like if you're in a garage and then everyone has an instrument and you're just jamming. Like that's like that's a vibe that's very comfortable for me so mm-hmm. and like wh- which who
1: like which band is perfect live anyway like I feel like some distortion will happen it's not gonna sound like the studio version mm-hmm. and so it's it's nice that the studio version is the live version so it probably sound even better live honestly than whatever they recorded for this album um yeah we got we got a couple more songs to go through do you have any you guys have anything else you want to say about delight i'm done to... all right yeah. let's let's move on then to track number two entitled um holer hall Hola? i'm trying to remember how they pronounce this this word now in the holler <laughs> no no i know it's holler but then they're oh, like, okay yeah I, I think they pronounce it like holla. yeah holla, holla, holla. um but yeah um Steven, I, why did you start us <laughs> off right. with this? Uh, yeah,
3: um, I guess I, this on this song was where I would say like the I was paying attention, or or where the like the bass and drums stood out more to me on this song than it did on "Delight," um, w- without me having to like key in on them um, when I was listening to it, because in in that first verse. Um, both of the guitars, there will be a point where they're kind of picking out something, or, or they're like picking, or rather than just doing some chords. And then I felt like they really needed to have that bass to just lay down some like st- like like a foundation, and then uh, it, it kept that steady. So it still felt full without like just needing those, like, just power chords. And I, I like that we were able to get some picking from both of the guitars at the same time. Um, and I, I just have to say, I love a two-guitar setup where both mm. guitars guitarists get to play some, like, lead parts. Um, so this album made me really happy. Um, what else? Yeah. Um, and on the, on the bass, uh, especially in the chorus, I love the, the rhythm um young and like chose for that as well as all the really really cool fills and then at the end uh she ends it with some like awesome like double bass work mm-hmm. or and it, it's she yeah this is she, it was really uh, i i love hearing that too um what else yeah uh i i like the chorus a lot on this one too um really kind of I don't know, kind of anthemic uh, and and great to sing along to, uh, but I feel like maybe they could have put this song somewhere else on the album because both "Delight" and "Holler" they repeat the word the title like a- after the mm-hmm. chorus, and that's just kind of the same thing in the two songs next to each other. It, I would I wasn't re- I wish I wasn't reminded of that in in the mm-hmm. next song after mm-hmm. "Delight." Um, but, yeah, just another good song, um yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah, can go
1: <laughs> what is the verse why did that sound so familiar to me? Was the, it the verse, like, yeah, it sounds <laughs> like a song <laughs> uh, like <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it sounds so it sounds like something, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm okay well it's it i just oh. heard it now again it's like bugging me but mm. that's okay i hear it if yeah. you if if you're listening to this and ha- have an idea please let us know email us how you can at gmail.com <laughs> um okay alan mark the the holler um was holler as delightful as delight to you
2: i i think I'd, even more so i think I would say this is my favorite song on the album, actually. I I love this one so much. I think, I mean, Stephen, what you mentioned how these two had similar, like, components to it, but it was back-to-back. I always thought that Holler was the one that stuck out to me a bit more. Uh, for a lot of the reasons you said as well, like, with the instrumentation. I love very, like, Tom-heavy, Tom-driven, uh, double-bass, like, drums. Like, Young Un, I think, was the highlight for me on this track, uh, sp- like, particularly... Um, I just am always drawn to the drums when I hear this one, but uh, I think also tying into like what I comment with a lot of the songs I really like. I think melodically, this is the one that stuck with me the best. Also, uh, particularly the pre-chorus section, I it's it's an it's killer. Um, I think that's like a way it's such a great way to build up a rock song into one of those more anthemic choruses that you mentioned as well. Um, so yeah, I. I I know. This one, I just really stuck out to me. I think initially. um, And maybe because I also heard it before. I'm sure like way back I saw when the demo performance of this one as well when it came out. But um, like hearing this, I think it's also… It sounds more refined than Delight to me. I think it's just a a more fuller production. Like towards the end, they add… Like the swelling of strings, yeah. which I thought was a really nice touch to add more of that like epicness to to it. So um yeah, I like that they added like those elements that aren't just like the five piece or I guess four-piece band with the vocalist, but um that extra production to it helped elevate the song for me. So um yeah, I don't know. It's it, this song's dope. This song's so good.
1: I, I will agree that I like Holler. Holla, 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 whatever. Um, more than delight, um, but yeah, I you know what I I wasn't really jiving with the tri chorus. Um, not the, not that I think they couldn't have done it. It's just I I don't know. It kind of sounded too noisy for me. Maybe I my old ears doesn't like this kind of sound anymore. But mm. I feel like. Maybe if the production at that specific point was a little bit cleaner, it would have come across clearly. But it really, um, I feel like the the second and third um, the ho- second and third hollers were kind of like distracting me from uh, like the lead, the, like the lead vocals. Um, yeah, I, I, I that's probably the only part of the song that I kind of had like a weird feeling to mm-hmm. um yeah it just i it could just be my headphones i don't know we're, we're dealing with a world where we're all listening to it in many different ways now because like some songs sound way better in my airpods um and then others sounded way better in my headphones it was weird uh, i was it I, I really had to like pin like uh nitpick i guess because it just it sounded it, it wasn't there was nothing to hide these instruments or yeah, nothing hiding them. Like you're just hearing them as raw as possible. Um, but yeah, um, aside from that, I feel like this is while it still maintains that raw rawness, like you were saying, Alan Mark, uh, the swelling at the end. I feel like that that's where you really start to hear more like the studio production. And I think as the song kept building, it sounded like fuller and. More epic, and it didn't. It, it, it like, it, it went from uh San Jose skate to uh SAT Center. Like oh that, that's boy. what it was feeling like. I, if we're gonna pull all these San Jose references now, I, do we have <laughs> <to>? oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, um, yeah, I, 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 I agree that, um, yeah, I think those are all my notes. What is that? What does that verse sound like? Oh, it's like, oh my god, it's gonna bug me. Okay, maybe I can figure it out after this podcast comes out. Um, it's not one direction, is it?
2: (laughs) I hope not. What makes you beautiful? (laughs) That
3: verse, no, no,
2: no, no. I feel like there's a, a K-pop reference that I'm trying to think <laughs> of. I'm trying to pull Yeah,
1: that. <laughs> Yeah. It sounds so familiar. Okay. I'll, I'll sing it onto the Google. I'll, I'll hum it and then maybe we can figure it out.
3: Okay. Um, yeah. Do you guys have
1: anything else for this song?
3: One thing in the instrumental break. Uh, there's a pick slide. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. a pick slide. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like in this. We really get to uh, hear more tricks uh, put on the table yeah. for. Yeah, for, I uh, think this breakdown. All these is, this
2: breakdown's chuggier than the <laughs> delight one, which I think I think I, I liked more also. Yeah. All right.
1: All right. Well, we're gonna keep chugging along this album, and uh, we're we're gonna take you to a. Uh, to a, a paradise, a, um, a rock and roll paradise, uh, if you will, which is uh, the track, which is track number three. And Alan Mark, you get to start us off this time. But, okay, um, what do you think about this song?
2: I mean, th- yeah, this one. It's uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because it came after Holler. This one sort of I forget about a bit more. Um, but this one is probably the more like J-rocky feel to me, uh, like with the instrumentation, the guitar playing, uh, the one. If I had to tie it to a band, uh, one that I really, really liked was Siam Shade. Uh, they're really cool. Really like heavy, uh, like metal-inspired uh, hard rock from the 90s. Um, yeah, and they had great instrumentation. They had great guitarists there. Um, but yeah, this one, I think the thing for me, it's what... This is just a me thing, though. Uh when like rock songs are very like self referential to rock and roll, I find it very cheesy, honestly. And I don't think this is an, an exception to that. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe no, it's not campy. It's just yeah, it's just so I guess it's so obvious and so it's so it's done so much that I'm just like I don't need need that as like a concept, but um. But uh, the song itself, though, does, is cool. I still like enjoy listening to the song, um, particularly this breakdown, I think, changes to like either waltz time or just like pushes it to like, does like triplets on the no, I'm pretty sure it's actually one, two, two, four: six. Yeah, it switches to like a waltz time uh, rhythm. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll let y'all talk a bit more. I need to listen to this one. I have the least amount of notes, so I might just need to listen to it a bit more.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, I, I will say that you you, you talked about the J rockness of it, and I think this song started getting to more of my wheelhouse of like the kind of at least Asian rock that I've been used to, and because of that, I started liking. Um, or I just felt like as the album kept going on. I know we got two covers. In this album, but I think as the album started building, I f- like Steven, you're saying with delight, um, it sort of starts to build more on, I guess, the energy and the uh, production value. And I think this one, this one does not sound like it was performed at your local uh, community youth center. Like this one, uh, really does sound like it was recorded in a studio, um, and. Yeah, I my first thought right off the bat, um, because of J Rock, this is a very much like, like, like I wouldn't say heavy metal, but definitely like very speed metal. No, no, it's not speed metal either. It's metal. It's whatever metal. Um, and because of that, the first thought I had was just like Castlevania music. I I always have to pull it back to video games, and in, in Castlevania, they always uh, had metal uh their 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 soundtracks are always like heavy metal based and the i was hearing a lot of the sa- same like tones the same like scales um that i've heard in castlevania before and because of that i i i have certain like that's my story time where i'm just like um i've played a lot of castlevania and i've listened to the music uh a lot growing up and that is it, that that music holds a special place in my heart and so um, while I don't think the song is necessarily like great from beginning to end, it did have, um, especially the 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 licks that were. Perform- I, I forget if there's a solo in this um, track, uh, but um, I felt the guitar wise they really amped it up, um, and I, I really got to feel the talent of this group and the fact that they were able to like pull off these riffs. It was crazy. Um, but yeah uh, Stephen what did you think yeah
3: now that we're mentioning more like Jeff J-Rock one band <laughs> that I was reminded of that I haven't thought about in Japan a X. long time no. I, uh, the name that came to my head first was was X-Japan but then I said mm. no that's wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't who I'm actually thinking of but it's the band Loudness who oh. is like they're oh, a bit that, they're yeah. a bit like I guess like late 80s and mm-hmm. 90s like uh kind of the yeah, like I don't know, glam era of uh <laughs> heavy rock. And I think I I feel like that's a a band I would kind of close to rolling quartz's sound. Um but I agree with Ellen Mark about songs that have like rock and roll in the title or like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like Kiss did that how long ago? And yeah. maybe mm-hmm. that's kind of why you think of yeah, like it's it's kind of cheesy and like. But I didn't really have a pr- a problem with that song. It's kind of like it it's what a rock band does, and you you can just see them playing this on every every tour they go on. Uh, but th- the highlights for me were the the guitars, pre- probably <laughs> predictably. I, I just love the the, ver- the the riffs that they open with. Um, both the guitars and, like, the bass, they play a similar riff in the beginning, and I like that they were doing something uh, close to each other. And then with the solos, um, I, one of, like, my favorite things is uh, Hyunjung playing, like, these lower riffs, or, like, lower on the guitar that lead into... Some higher parts, and then they do uh, like a dual guitar harmony, which I I, I love that. It, I, I wish it was a bit longer, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just thought that was great. Um, yeah, and then later on, we got some strumming with a wah pedal, and I think that was Irie with with the wah. Um, mm-hmm. And she's really she's good with the pedal because it's. I was too lazy to actually like ever get good at. The wah pedal, like, <laughs> but she she's very good at controlling it. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a pretty straight ahead rock song, and that's what they're really good at.
2: Yeah. Oh, I also want to mention, I forgot this, but I think I this is one of the more um, I think impressive vocal performances from John young on this album as well. I think this one really pushes her range, and I think early on I was a little afraid. I don't know how much like her higher range was. I was like scared that you know uh sometimes she'll like reach a little bit of a like a ceiling and then wouldn't like really like hit notes like right where I wanted them to be, but I think here especially this one she goes a bit higher and maybe in the song later on too. I think she really excels and like really shows the um how she can gracefully move from these notes. Um especially I think because she does a lot of like grace notes up to Uh, up but then she always reaches it every time which I I was really like happy to hear because um, yeah like she has like a a deeper huskier tone to her voice but then when she like pushes it up she can like she really hits it which I was really (laughs) happy to hear
1: All right, I I don't have any other notes for this song Uh, I think we I think we're good yeah any last notes from you guys Good. Okay. Mm. All right. Mm. Oh. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that was a, a lot to go over, um, a lot of energy right off the bat. Um, hopefully, as we head off to the B-side, we'll uh, have a little bit more mellower tracks to talk about. Um, just kidding. It's all rock <laughs> all, all the way. Um, but yeah, when we get back, uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a fun game brought to you by me, and uh, we'll talk about the rest of the songs of the album. So stick around. Uh, we'll see you then. Welcome back to the B-Side. As you already know, we like to play a game when we come back from break. And this week's game is brought to you by me. So I'm going to throw it over to me uh, to explain uh, the game that Alan, Mark, and Steven are going to play. Take it away, Chuck. All right. Thanks, Chuck. (laughs) All right, guys. So we are covering a pretty fantastic rock, K-rock band for this week's episode, and in the next two songs that we'll talk at, talk about after the break, they're actually covers. If you didn't know, I'm sure you guys knew that, but listeners, if you didn't know, there there are covers, like Alan Mark mentioned in the rundown. Um, and so, in honor of that, I have pulled a bunch of rock covers mm. of popular K-pop songs. They're they're pretty. <laughs> they are pretty recognizable. I'm not going to give you the list the name you should know the names of these songs so okay yeah you should you should definitely know the names of these songs and if you don't you can look it up you can look up the band real quick and then figure out the song from there um but we are gonna do this buzzing jeopardy wheel of fortune style so i'm gonna have you guys go um I think my internet is better today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys should have a buzzer. And when I start playing the song, the first person to tell me what K-pop song is being performed gets oh, the point. Or you, okay. you you buzz it in, you guess if you're wrong. the uh, I can keep playing the song or the other person has a chance to steal. All right, so cover song number one. I'm hitting start now. There you go. Then hit play. I'm on the slide. Have, I need to When you have about this, when you have the answer, buzz in. It's playing now.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah
2: not steven you buzzed <laughs> not steven i should not have named my name um that is oh my god no. <laughs> by idol which was steven's favorite song from 2020 oh, <laughs> that
1: is correct it is oh my god by the idol Uh, all right
2: oh god (laughs) okay Okay. do i have to reset this or
1: Uh, i will reset there you go oh yeah reset yourself
2: oh man oh wait oh clear buzzers there you go so
1: uh you try buzzing right now maybe see what happens
2: no it says buzz on here we're good Oh no
1: no hit buzz. I just see. Okay, okay, perfect. All right, so I'll just clear. Up. <laughs> Can you guys hear the buzz too? Like echoing, I guess. I hear I mine. Okay. okay. All right. Cover number two. Uh... All right, Alan oh, Mark. Man. What is this guess? What are you guessing? Uh... <laughs>
2: your favorite joke. that's uh feels special by twice
1: uh that's correct oh man
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right this is fun <laughs> okay we're we're taking down steven the the current leader uh,
2: i know oh, i do man. i do pride of myself in like being able to recognize songs within a second so you'd
1: be you'd be good for the k-pop <laughs> version of Beach shazam all right oh I should, um, let's move on uh, cover number three.
2: Okay, come on. <laughs> come on There okay, you go. There you go. Playing right now. Again, Steven, no. what is your guess?
3: <laughs> it is how you like that black <laughs> thing. That is correct.
2: <laughs> oh, this might be my favorite game Ooh, that we This played. is a great <laughs> game. This is so good. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, I got one.
3: Who was gonna... that? I, I want to know all these people. I'll, I'll send covers. you guys okay, the Okay. later. Yeah, yeah. Right.
2: You should you should post it on, a, oh, on I will. socials after too. I, I will absolutely
1: do that. Okay. All right, cover number four, here we go.
0: Oh.
3: Oh. Steven, what is your guess? This one is another Blackpink song. It is doo-doo, doo-doo. <laughs> That is correct.
1: I had a lot of fun
0: trying to find song. Oh this, oh, this is a chance. Okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
3: <laughs> okay <laughs>
2: oh my god that was dope
1: <laughs> all right the score now is 2-2 two, two. oh no all right i got
2: too confident too early
1: <laughs> okay cover song number five <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> Stephen, buzz first. Stephen, buzz oh, first. Oh
3: god. Okay, it's uh, fake love. <laughs> that's correct. Oh, I, I knew I recognized the rap, but then I it took. It wasn't until they started. Yeah, singing. yeah. yeah. I, I,
1: I've been trying not to do the most recognizable moments. That's good. <laughs> You can imagine this is well, entirely Caucasian band covering the song. You <laughs> can imagine that. All right. Drum, though. Okay. Oh, boy. Cover song number six. Here we go.
0: <laughs> oh, what is. is it
2: that is uh wannabe by ITZY.
1: that is correct
2: oh, the moment i heard the music box it was there go. they got clean vocals from that Mm -hmm. from the original track all right all right okay okay tied all tied so far all
1: tied okay track in a while track number or cover cover song number seven Alamark, what is your guess?
2: Oh. <laughs> that's uh
1: that would be Back Door by stray kids. That is correct. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: All right. All
1: mm-hmm. right. OK, all right, cover song number eight. Oh, let me reset the buzzers. OK, cover song number eight. This should be fairly easy to get it right away.
0: The ring, so uh, it, tally-
1: all
2: right <laughs> oh,
1: alamark mark what what is your what is your guess
2: uh you can't stop me my by that is correct <laughs>
1: Fantastic. I wish there were more covers. This I really had to re- like dig deep for these songs. Oh. Okay, here we go. Cover song number 9. <laughs> Mark, what is your guess?
2: Oh, oh, okay. Black Mamba by Espa. Uh... That is correct. It is Black Mamba.
0: Oh. All right.
1: Unfortunately, that does mean that in the end, Alan Mark was able to secure enough points but just for fun yeah let's keep going i'm going to play these these last two cover songs um, but congratulations alan mark on winning cover song it's
2: been a long time coming all right
1: <laughs> here we go um, i could do a like a winner take all no, i'm just kidding no you won no. you won that <laughs> all right we used to do that a lot when we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right for a million points Ooh. all right can you guys guess what cover song this is? Should be fairly easy. You're right, Almark. That was Psycho by red <laughs> all right and yes. happy solgi day for a million points <laughs> a million um honor points um Steven, if you get this right you will be the true winner not the real winner but the true <laughs> winner in my heart
3: is it really right. really
1: <laughs> no 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 <laughs> there i think there is a version of that <laughs> oh. um but it's too obvious all right. Well, again, congratulations, Alan Mark, for winning uh, that game. Uh, we're going to move on and talk about the final three tracks of the album, uh, starting with track number four, entitled "Good Night," which is a cover, like I was alluding to earlier, of a Dreamcatcher song entitled "Also Good Night." If you could believe that. So, um, I, I don't know what I like. I don't know if I like one version better than the other guys, but I do like this version um, <laughs> a whole lot. And it starts off in that very, like, classical Spanish guitar, like, very mozart way. I was thinking of, like, songs that, like, Ingui Malmstein would do, something like that. Um, but, yeah, it, it was just... I know, because how what i don't know what instrument they used for the actual goodnight song by dreamcatcher if it's also like a, a guitar i think it
2: was just a music uh, box yeah a I music so. box
1: okay okay you know i kind of like the way this sounds more cuz it does sound like as if it was classical like playing on one of those like harpsichords or something like that um but i'm sure this was guitar but this song or this rendition um it's it's no, no doubt why, uh, the reason why it sounds like the most produced is because I feel like they were just pulling, you know, making their own riff, uh, so to speak, of Dreamcatcher's version, which is already very much heavily rock and metal uh, influenced. Um, but, you know, removing myself from knowing what the Dreamcatcher version sounds like, um, this one still had this like this one still had similar elements the that um, like delight and holler had for me, um, that being like very raw and um, like live produced and um, yeah I I don't I can't think of anything right now or in the early parts but I I just thought they did a very good rendition of the song and. Um, it, it still still sounded like Rolling Quartz, even though I knew that they were doing cover. Um, but yeah, I will talk about the bridge later as we keep moving on. Um, Steven, what, what did you think yeah, about the song?
3: I really like this. Um, I was just kind of familiar with uh, the Dreamcatcher version. Uh, I also really liked the guitar arrangement of the intro. Um, I didn't recognize it as like a guitar version of the original. So I, I had to go back and listen to it. So I, I like that they did that um, for this. Uh, but I, one of like the most exciting parts about this song is just what it might portend for the future. Hopefully there will just be a live uh, oh, version. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> collab uh, performance. I know have Hyun's seen it. Like I think I saw a clip of she she went on like V live and just had some audio where she's was talking about uh, this like the video. So
2: mm-hmm. uh, I think Sua also posted on her Instagram about it as well. Oh, so.
3: cool. So yeah, the, yeah. I, I just want there to be uh, more interaction between them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe uh, Sarah can oh, mediate yeah. that facilitate that. Uh, she's, I think she did an interview with both, so mm-hmm. she can make that happen. Um but yeah uh Roman Quartz did like it, it, I felt like it was a pretty pretty faithful cover of the original. Um but uh they added the the solos that were not in the original. Uh but also I like that the song it let uh do the rap. Which, I think her voice suits... Uh, I think she sounded great. Like, Dami... And it wasn't just Dami in the original, but, like, Dami has was, a, a lower voice,
2: too. Yeah, it was Sua that did the first rap part, the actually. F- right. Yeah, <laughs> when she was still a rapper for the group.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think... I think Jong did a good job on on the rap for this section. Um, but I, I, I also, again, really loved the the solos in this because you could hear two kind of slightly different styles. The first one was kind of the closer to that neoclassical shredding sound that you hear in a lot of metal. And then the second one took more of the the like the hard rock bluesy influenced uh, scales or like soloing um like boxing, and so I think I really like that you could hear both of those um, in, in the solo, and they were both like like fast and technically good. So I, I loved hearing that. Uh, the one thing that I I would have loved like I don't know at the end they in the chorus there's a note that it's like sung in major instead, but uh, in the original, it's a lot more like pronounced, and mm-hmm. here, like, uh, it it wasn't as clear. And I, I think I, I would have liked to have that be like really, really noticeable because I feel like it's a, an important feature of the song at the end, um, and it because it's a bit of a surprise. Uh, so in 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 this version, it it wasn't so easy to pick out, but um, in, in it's still it's still a good. Uh, cover of
2: the song. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what much else to say besides what you all already said. I mean, I think steven's description of the guitar solos was already like I can't add on to that because it's already mm-hmm. perfect. Um, but yeah, it's like I think Irie uh, is the one in the right ear doing the first part of the solo, and then Hyun Jung is the second half of the solo in the left ear. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I watched their when they performed this live in that video out a while ago, um, which is really cool. I think, though, to like nitpick a little bit, I wish they added like a filter to Jayang's voice during the first and during the rap part and then into the uh-huh. second chorus, the last chorus, like they did in the live video they did, the performance, because it sounds cool. I thought that would have been a really nice. I was like, uh, when I heard that it was just, uh, just a straight vocal, I was kind of like disappointed they didn't add that a filter in the uh, studio version but it's fine that's a a small thing it doesn't really affect the song that much but yeah um i mean if there's any like k-pop group they could have done a cover for like dreamcatcher makes the most sense and i'm glad that they like do that uh i mean even when they were just doing covers on youtube like just an individual of them they would do dreamcatcher covers which is really fun you could already tell that they're fans. So I really enjoy. It. I like that they did like a full studio version with the music video to help build up uh more, hopefully more um uh like fandom that way. And I think that's a really smart way to do that. Um but yeah, I, I just uh the drums were killer as well. <laughs> uh um I think all the, the so Goodnight was the first Dreamcatcher song that I h- ever heard. So and, like uh, I have like strong ties to that song because it introduced me to them and I was very impressed from the beginning uh, because I loved it so much. So uh, hearing like this live band version of it was really, really uh, fun and great and I'm glad that it exists and I do hope that they collaborate sometime in the future. Maybe if they go on a world tour because I know mm-hmm. they're both pretty popular internationally relatively and that would be fun. Stop by Fox Theater in Oakland and then I <laughs> will uh, yeah, so yeah, I just really enjoy listening to it. I think, yeah, I don't think I have a preference one or like original version versus this one. I think it's just depending on my mood. Uh but yeah, it's just um like the, yeah, the drums, like there's always little moments in the original song too that I always heard with the drums, like little like trills with the like the hi hat the cymbals that I think um that they that young Young Un like does Perfectly too, so um, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just great cover, uh, and glad we have it.
1: Some of the parts, real quick, um, in this song. Some of the vocals give me a, and I'm not meaning this <clears throat> as a, a dig. I'm meaning it as like because I really like this band or this group. But um, I was getting. Maybe it's because I'm watching the music video, which we, which we could slowly transition to while still talking about the song. Um, but yeah, I I like that I was getting like very new. Would you consider this like a new metal-y also rendition? Or I'm trying to figure out what Evanescence is.
2: I guess new metal would fit, I guess. yeah. There's a rap in it too, yeah. so I guess new metal fits. Yeah, yeah you're right. It is, yeah. it is new
1: metal, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, again, speaking to teenage Chuck, who loved all that kind of music, and it, this one felt more rock to me than the, the Dreamcatcher version, and I don't know, if, I don't know if it's because, um, I've, I've seen the music video for Goodnight, and it still has a lot of dancing to it, where this one, again, just looks like a straight up rock music video, it's, it's just awesome, um, and so... Um I guess as we slowly transition into that like what 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 made you th- or what, why do you guys think this is th- do you think this is the lead single then not really it's it should be delight right or I don't
2: know what I think it is this is. one this is yeah. I mean I don't I don't know if they're going to do music show uh performances or uh promote in that way <laughs> but I mean yeah this is what it seems like they're pushing out so like yeah, this yeah. the teaser photos and videos were of this music video, so this must be it. Yeah, I mean they're not like promoting it the same way that idols usually would. You know, they're right, a full-on right. band, so yeah.
1: Um.
2: Yeah i I really
1: i it it's it's fun because I I hear like you know the first two songs of the album and then think like okay, the music video is also going to be a little bit more. Um, uh, like I don't know run and gun style where it's just uh, just you know a bunch of B clips or something like that stitched together but this one's like a legit music video like they got sets they got outfits they got lighting they got cinematography it's a good you know a lot better than I thought it was going to be which is not that I think little it's just I was pleasantly surprised with how fun the music video was also um with the song itself Um, i i don't really have anything else to comment except that everyone looked so cool um playing their instruments and performing on top of the uh i I guess the monitor boxes uh or i don't know they were the effects pedals or something like that um it just looked cool and it just made me go like man i miss i miss rock music videos like i I just don't want to see them anymore just cool to see people Mm -hmm. just performing uh their song um but yeah, do you guys have anything else to say about the song itself or
2: the music video?
3: I yeah, I don't really yeah.
2: I yeah, I liked that they I felt like they referenced they were referencing Dreamcatcher music videos in it with like the little altar, like the little scenes in it. I think there were like some quick like nods to other like Dreamcatcher music videos, which I think was really mm. cool. Um, and like I don't I feel like like. Witchy concepts are have been a big thing, especially in the past year, like in 2021. Uh, but I feel like it suits them so well. Not maybe because they're like a hard, like an emo hard rock band, but and they just look like that. <laughs> but um, like they, yeah, I think that's part of what made this video really good. Is just that it fit their aesthetic a lot too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I just thought it was a nice ode to. Uh, a group that I'm sure they really enjoy, you know, so much that they would that they decided to do a studio cover for. So
1: um was it last week that who, who no no two weeks ago when we uh covered uh oh my god, who did we cover? Pentagon? Pentagon. Uh, no, no, uh, uh, Pro, uh, Promise Nine, sorry. Three weeks ago. Mm. Was that? Three weeks. Oh, was that three weeks ago? Oh my god. I'm I'm forgetting. Um but yeah, there was a scene in this music video where uh, one of the members are holding up like a, a cassette tape with feathers inside of it. And oh, it just yeah. reminded me of our uh, Promise 9 conversation thinking like, were these kids alive when cassettes Nope, that released?
2: was wu last week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm remembering the music video for, for this night. <laughs> it was only last week. Oh my god, it's been a long week. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I'm getting old, guys. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting things. Anyway. <laughs> I cassette tapes. Use a pencil to rewind them. Okay. <laughs> all right um are you guys good with good night i want to move on real quick to azalea all right so let's move on to track number five entitled azalea and steven uh, i would like to know what you thought about the song
3: sure um yeah this one i was not familiar at all with the original Um, me neither so i i did go back and listen to it um expecting this- <laughs> that it would be, like, maybe a rock song also. Oh, no. But, yeah, I actually... I only listened to it... I didn't finish watching the video for it. but <laughs> um I, I liked that for this cover, like, they really made it into their own style, where it was so... Where Goodnight, to me, just felt like uh, really like really close to the original like this one it was it, it was harder to tell that uh this is that was the song they were doing if i didn't know but then um i thought that this song had one of my favorite like melodies uh just it, it just had i don't know it's so nice to listen to um and th- the whole song felt a little more solemn and serious than the rest of the other ones and it's reminded me a bit of some of like Metallica's slower songs mm-hmm. um, because it starts out like pretty pretty heavy um and then it gives us this more like just cleaner picking um and then that very like heavy uh chorus or a very like serious chorus um yeah, I uh, I felt like Jiang's voice it, it carried some it, it feel like it had some more weight. or like it had some gravitas in this song. Or uh, it, it there's something just different about how she was expressing like the the, the words or the lyrics in this that I really like. Um and I feel like I think the this song has a very deep meaning. I I didn't fully look into it, but I think it might have been a poem that was then later turned into a song by uh, Maya, the, the artist, that they covered. Um, yeah. But this one also has some some great soloing. I, I think anywhere where there's a lower section or that's played low on the neck, I like that. So I, between those two I, sections of the solo, I, I liked that one a bit more. I think that might have been Jong again. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Um, not, not too much else that I noted for this. But I like this. All
2: right, Alan Mark, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think for me, um, yeah, melodically, this song's really cool. But I think also another... I think the chorus does get a little bit um, repetitive for me. Uh, because they repeat the same line over and over again. But then hearing that, it's like, you know, from a poem... It's like sort of, I think you know, so, yeah. And uh, there's like not as many lyrics to it, like that sort of makes sense. Um, but yeah, I thought this take was really good. Uh, sound wise, for me, it brought me back to more like hair band, arena rock type bands from like the yep. 80s to 90s, particularly, especially with the verse and the, the guitar picking and that. It reminded me of uh, November Rain specifically from Guns N' Roses. Um, and it felt like it had like that sort of like, it's not a ballad per se, but it's definitely like a, like that sort of like heavier rock style ballad, um, that I'm familiar with of that time. And like, and also like looking back at the music video from Maya's version, it's like, oh, it's very like war centric kind of like, I like just, you know, want peace kind of thing. I'm like, oh, I could hear that. It's like, it like sounds like November Rain with like the vibe Of like the cranberry zombie and stuff like that, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah. But um, I think the way like this arrangement specifically, I think it highlighted the talent that Rolling Quartz has really well Uh, from the uh, from the instrumentations, uh, especially guitar. But yeah, as you mentioned, Ja Young, this suited her range very very well, and it was nice like hearing her like very comfortable in there not
1: to keep um repeating whatever you guys said uh i'm going to figure out some new things i could say i i will say that i wish i heard what was the first like 25 seconds or 30 seconds i think if i if that version of the song was fleshed out in a different like in another song i would have wanted to have heard that version as well because what you were saying, Alan Mark, about um, like the hair metal, like eighties, uh, some early nineties, I guess, uh, mostly eighties, I guess. Um, I really like that. That's the, that's that that kind of music is what I grew up also listening to. Um, I don't know who 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 made me start listening to those bands. I think it was like a classmate, um, and maybe some older cousins. But yeah, I. I really liked that first part and then it kind of then goes to that solemn song that you guys were talking about and I kind of had to flip myself. Um, There were still remnants of it but I felt like I was... I liked the energy more of that first part and then to just take it away maybe. That was the whole point. But yeah, I really... I don't know. It just sounded so good. Um, It it sounded like a, a fuller version of the song when the rest of the song did feel like just bits and pieces coming here and there, but never did I really feel like it. Never did I feel it come back to that original feeling that I had. Um, But I did. um, I don't know if you guys mentioned it, or I don't remember if you guys mentioned it, but um, this was another track where the guitarist um, really got to shine uh, specifically in the, uh, the solos or um, just the—I don't know if it was like a back and forth happening, but I just noticed a heck of a ton of riffs just going on, like starting from the begin, the middle of the track, and then all the way to the end. It's just like, like, like riffs, solos, just like all sorts of, um, just really incredible guitar work being done, and that was really cool to hear. Uh, yeah, I just—I I wouldn't mind if they just released the. Well, I mean, I guess you have to have lyrics, but I wonder if they can do, I don't know, just like have like an extended two minute solo or something like mm. that. That'd be cool. Dude, Were there any bass solos? I don't know if I heard any.
2: Mm. Yeah, no. There's never enough it was, bass solos. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. Maybe Rolling Quartz, if you're listening to this, we need some more bass solos. Oh, that'd um, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah, I uh yeah, I don't have anything else to say about the song. It it was kind of cool because uh I know I just I didn't have anything. Um but I've been watching a lot of Peacemaker, which will only make sense now when you're listening to this episode. Maybe not a year from now when the show is like long gone, but uh, Peacemaker on HBO Max. Um John Cena's character is really into like hair metal and glam, uh, like glam metal. And it was just like, oh, cool. I, I'm just all revolved around this world right now. So, um, yeah, Steven, did you want to say anything more?
3: Um, oh, just one thing about the end of the song. I really like the strumming pattern of the, mm-hmm. the power chords that are playing there because. It it was similar to how it opened the song, but then in the middle they don't play that rhythm. I don't think they did. But then in the end they brought it back, and, mm-hmm. and like I really like that a lot. Yeah.
2: But that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, I also want to say right. this is probably oh, the yeah. most ex-Japan sounding song I think oh, on this album. I would okay. say the only way to make it more ex-Japan sounding is if there was like a thirteen-minute piano solo in the middle. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Uh, just get what's his face from Day Six. It's a
2: collab. One pill, or one the one pill. that left after the first <laughs> right. album. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. One pill. Exactly. Yeah, he's he hasn't. I don't think he's announced his uh, enlistment yet, so he's available. Well, yeah. it's yeah. hard promoting right now, but.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, we got the last track, guys, um, and it's track number six, entitled "Higher," and. Alan Mark, you get to start us off for our last song.
2: Yes. So, giving context for this first, this is actually an OST song that they did for this show called uh, Man Yodul, uh Season 2 or Witches Season 2, which oh. is, uh, it I it sounds it's a real- like an OST song. Yeah. And it's like, it. but it's like mm-hmm. not like an anime or like, it's it's a reality show about like a women's baseball team. Where they have like celebrities also join in to try like learn. yeah (laughs) And A-Pink's is in that show. So it's really cool. I saw clips (laughs) when I was looking up this song. It's actually really cool. I want to watch it. Uh, But yeah, so they wrote the song for that as a uh, OST for that, which is cool. Um, And then pulling more references from Thin Air as I've been doing. uh, This one. Uh, I think this one's the one that mo- sounds the most different from the rest because everything else I think was more metal influence and like emo influence. This one I feel like is the most like like more traditional rock and roll. Not traditional, but like a different style of rock and roll that is um, I guess more arena-ish, but not in the same way Azalea was. Uh, the band that uh, this sounds particularly reminded me of is Bees, uh, the, the oh. Japanese duo and i think from the melody to even some of the guitar instrumentation i think gave me a lot of vibes of of bees especially like their work in like the 90s to early 2000s which is when i listened to them the most so um like yeah so i thought that was really cool this is a really cool sound that um what i felt like was like a nice like pickup from the rest so yeah i don't know this song this sounds cool this one is the one that I guess makes me feel the best when I listen to it because it's it feels very uplifting, which makes sense because it's for a sports show. So, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I don't have too many notes on this song except that it does feel like an anime song, and it's so funny that it's not an anime song. Um, but my my fun fun anecdote is that the the chorus uh, the 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 way the the way the notes sound was and it's probably cuz i was thinking of anime it was reminding me of the anime south park episode <laughs> where they performed that one song the, the let's fighting love the yeah. let's fighting love and then the, the chorus with it goes like like <laughs> anyway um, and so i couldn't get that out of my head and i just i just imagine like how epic this song would be for like a anime intro i know uh, maybe may- <laughs> i know it was used for the ost for that that show but come on you gotta use it for an anime <laughs> intro now um yeah i'll probably think of more as we start talking but stephen do you have anything uh do you wanted to uh, talk about or uh, add to? Uh,
3: yeah, I, I was trying to avoid like saying it sounded like an anime song, but I felt like it, it, it yeah, it does feel like the most of any of their songs. Um, and it sounded, reminded me a lot of the Dragon Ball Super, uh, mm. songs. <laughs> yep, um, yep, yep. Especially the part of the, the, the riff where it goes, da 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 I wanted to say last time on <laughs> Dragon Ball Z right <laughs> after that. <laughs> Um but yeah I, I liked the uplifting uh feeling about this song um and then uh, the the chorus had this the really interesting melody in the second half um where it just hit some notes that you don't I I wasn't expecting so I, I, that was really cool um and then I do just want to uh just talk about the solos also we got a little more shredding um in the first solo I think yeah I, I really like that they keep... The, I, I hope that they keep the same guitars and the same, like, ears. So, mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Hyunjong in the first one where she does some shredding. And then Iri um, I does the second solo and then she brings back the wah pedal. Uh, we only heard it uh, when she was playing some rhythm parts, but then she played on a solo here. I really like that. Uh, and it feels like, you know, she, that might, she, that's like an effect that she likes. And I want to see. I'm really interested to see how they're going to build onto the things that they like to do already. Like if they're going to add more pedals to to their like setups. Like what kinds of like gear and techniques that they they're going to add. Um, I think Hyunjung does something really cool in in one of the videos. It, it sounds like a harmonic, but she she picks it. Mm-hmm. She strums behind the the nut, like it's on the headstock of the guitar, and like I, you can't, I couldn't figure that out while listening to it. So when when you watch the videos, like you see that they do these things to make this specific sound, and they're really they're really good. And yeah, I'm just I want to keep listening to see what their sounds will turn into if like, and also if like, um, Young Eun's going to just get. Even more like, oh my, I don't know, simple like what her kid's gonna look like. I
2: hope, Um, oh man, I hope she gets like at some point a gong behind her, too. That she like, like, I know, like the drummer (laughs) of Lunacy had that, so I I would love, yeah, Yeah, um,
3: yeah, I mean, that's like, I guess, not specific to this song, uh, but yeah, I that that just is what the song made me think because, um, of, of. like, that, that effect that she brings to to her solo. Uh, also, one thing I noted, uh, like, Young has a couple moments in the pre-chorus where she adds some, like, some very short vibrato to her singing, which felt noticeable, like, wh- because it, 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 I don't know if she does too much throughout the rest of the album, but here um, she added a little bit. So I that was a nice kind of change from what we had heard already um yeah but uh, yeah i like this one too (laughs)
1: um i'm good al mark you have anything no i think
2: i think um yeah i think that's it for me for this individual songs nice all
1: right well it looks like our fun is closing up soon so let's do one last call uh guys what did you think about rolling quartzs first mini EP album
3: um I, I yeah I don't have a lot but like what you were saying how this is so, this album's just like very it's like a, one genre we're always used to jumping around so it was a, it felt like a different experience uh, listening to it uh, and it was refreshing just To have this um, come out. Um, And it is really like just good rock music. Um, It's hard to say if I want to like, will like really listen to it um, more than I will like watch them because I really like watching them perform Mm -hmm. um, and just seeing all the the things that they're doing. I love watching. Uh, Young on play drums. She's always like, she isn't wearing uh, shoes, which is a a cool, nice thing that they kept in the videos, of course. Um, But yeah, uh, I I love that they are just like a presence now in, I guess, in in the K music scene. It it seems, I I don't know if they're going to promote the same way any other bands do or groups do because like the shows are not great at letting bands like show what they do but like let instrument players really shine um because they never really play live they just have to act uh so it's uh, if when they get those opportunities i i hope they are able to just show how how great and talented each member is Um, but yeah, uh, very very excited to see what they are going to
2: explore and release next. All right, Alan Mark, yeah. last call for you. Yeah, for me, I think it's just really exciting I, that they got a like an EP, like because they only debuted with just a single, like one song, which was really good. I like Blaze a lot, uh, but yeah, it was really like exciting, and I think I think because like me i grew up listening to rock music a lot like my dad I listened to a lot of like rock music uh most like arena rock stuff but um especially like my adolescence uh from i don't know age 10 to 11 or so until like high school i listened to a lot of rock i went from the stages of like pop punk to emo and then I had like this huge phase of J-Rock. I think that's why a lot of my references were mostly from J-Rock, because not like equating just Asian music together, but that's just a lot of what I listened to. Like Siam Shade, X Japan, Lunacy, Lock and Ciel, Glay, like all these bands, Durin, Piero, Duran Grey. Yeah, Duran, yeah, Durin Gray. I didn't, yeah. The the dark like uh, grimy and this stuff, like I wasn't as into, but there are some, there are like some really good Duran Grey songs I did like a lot. Um but um, yeah, there are other ones, but uh, yeah. So that's like my big reference point when it comes to uh, like rock music that I really, really enjoy. And I think um now that I'm like, you know, where I am now, like two to three times as old as that. Um, like my <laughs> my taste has definitely gone more towards like soul, R and B, funk, hip hop. Uh, but like, there's always gonna be like that part. That, that and folk as well but there's always gonna be that part like that loves rock music and enjoys it and i'm glad that um we're seeing more of that in like the korean music space and uh, i know like it's like their goal i think uh Jiayong might have mentioned like it's her goal to bring like more not awareness but push rock like hard rock music into the spotlight in korea and uh, i think they would be a really great band to usher that in for us so I'm really excited to see what they do moving forward. If like, yeah, their sound does evolve over time, seeing where that goes, uh, you know, re- having their sound refined a bit more too, like, you know, they're all, I mean, they're still like pretty new when it comes to pushing out this uh, music together. So, uh, yeah, I just cannot wait to see what they do. Um,
1: I should have gone second. But no, I'll I'll I I pretty much echo what Stephen and Alan Mark have said already. I I just really like the fact that we took a break from what we normally li- listen to because I I I do need that respite uh, sonically because I feel like I'm just getting K-pop fatigue now. But this one really was. Exciting, and even though I wasn't as you know into it as I usually am with my disco and R soul R and B tracks as well, um, uh, I I did tap into like Alan Mark was saying a younger version myself, and I still on occasion will go back and listen to that those types of songs, and so it's it's nice to see it's. Its presence is still here, uh, despite what I think. Globally, a lot of people have been straying away from rock and roll music. I know, in like the U.S., rock and roll is no longer the genre of the nation. It's I think it's hip hop or something like that, rap or something like that. But, but yeah, uh, gone are those days. And even when all these like rock bands, uh, these popular American rock bands, release music. The, they, I think they, they feel the need to kind of adapt to the new sounds, but I like how this was just very authentically like rock, new metal, metal music, and there was no fluff. There was no like trying to K-popify it. It's just straight up rock music, and I really appreciate that. Um, and so I can only imagine, uh, like you guys said, better things from here on out. So um, I hope one day. They come out, and then somehow the three of us can watch them live, and we'll ha- headbang right in the front, with sweaty, he- uh, sweaty t-shirts and hair and all that stuff. We'll we'll do a mosh pit or something like that.
2: Hopefully, it's in a bigger venue than Tennessee Skate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how big was that venue? Not big. Like, would you say? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, how many how many rows of people could you fit from I, the stage to the back? I guess. I
2: mean, I, I mean.
1: It was narrow okay. because
2: you're right next to a skating rink, but you know. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. Well, it's no, it's no longer there, right? Or is it still it's. There? I think
2: no, it's not there. It became like a oh. furniture store, and then I don't know what it well, is now. It's that, been years. That's yeah. more seating, I guess, for people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thank you, thank you, everyone, for choosing to dine with us. We really hope you enjoyed your meal. And uh, we hope to see you (laughs) next time. Please make sure to check out our other episodes and leave us a good tip um, on your favorite podcast platforms. You can follow us on all the socials at Eat. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can even email us, like we say, every week. Steven, specifically. He's he's lonely. He hasn't read anything in months. (laughs) He he needs to read new words. So um, uh, send him some letters. Uh, Not... You know, not like five-letter words, but, you know, just send him anything. Send him whatever you want. He'll read it. Um, But, yeah, you can send it to him at, at com. Okay. So, for Alan, Mark, Stephen, and I, it has been our pleasure being your leaders. So long, stay safe, and we'll see you next feast.
2: See you. Happy birthday to Kimberly <laughs> Lippington, who deserves some praise today and every day. From your friends, family, and 11 children.